Welcome to the Manor. Welcome back to the Twin Terrors Macabre Manor of Mead, Metal, and Mayhem. I'm Jody. And I'm the devil. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> why don't you go ask some of my exes? I think they're going to disagree with you. <laughs> uh, sorry, um, I'm James. <clears throat> can, can you guess my name? Woo-hoo! <laughs> I, I could. Uh, no. I, I already know it. So. <laughs> what, what do I get if I'm right? <laughs> you, you get saddled with me as a partner on a podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Is your name Tom? Can, no, damn. <laughs> can, I, can I get a refund? <laughs> sure. <laughs> here's, here's the zero dollars you gave me to do this with you. <laughs> uh, anyway. So, spooky season. Yeah. Oh, we look forward to this every year. <laughs> yes, yes, we do. <laughs> of course, as we record these, it's still spooky season for us because we're just spooky motherfuckers. <laughs> it never ends. <laughs> oh, so okay. So down the down the street, um, there's this house that uh, several of the houses in the neighborhood that I live in decorate for halloween you know decorate their yards and everything and this one they, they always have skeletons on the porch and i don't mean they always have skeletons on the porch for halloween they have skeletons on the porch year round <laughs> nice just <laughs> sitting in chairs on the porch and they'll dress them up you know for something appropriate for whatever season it is and uh yesterday um had gone out and done some errands and, and was coming home and uh i noticed they had already started adding more skeletons to the porch for halloween <laughs> and it's it's uh not even the first of september as we record this <laughs> well, no but the first of september is in a couple days which means the first weekend of september is only five six days away which is yeah. when we start to decorate so good for them yeah and I, I don't know when they put that stuff out, but I, just, I saw that last, uh, yesterday. I was like, oh, that's that's yeah. awesome. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, I know we both have Halloween stuff inside the house year-round. Yeah. Mm. Ah, I just heard you go, hmm. Was that a beer drinking? Hmm? Um, almost. Oh. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Close. I'll, I'll tell you what it was in a moment. Okay. When when we get to discussing that, <laughs> and, unless you're ready to discuss it, yeah, yeah, let's go and discuss it. I am I am having a uh, a cider, so I'm not having a beer, but I'm having a cider from a place called Ace Cider. Oh, have them had them? Yeah, Good. Yeah, yeah. Probably complain about my rating here. <laughs> So, so which I, one is it? Is it just their standard cider or? No, it's their pumpkin cider. Oh, that's the one I know I've had. Yeah, this is good. So it's it's a cider, so it's got that apple flavor, but it tastes like pumpkin spice and, and pumpkin pie filling. Nice. Which is what I, so it's kind of like a, it, it, without the taste of the crust, it's kind of like an apple pie, pumpkin pie mix. Oh, oh yeah and and i just i just rated it on the app that shall not be named and i actually gave it a 4.5 
Wow. Which, which for me is very generous. That is, Dan. <laughs> holy shit. When you said that, I was thinking, did he give it like a 2.75? Or... <laughs> I, I, I usually, I'm, I'm usually somewhere in the three, three and a half to 3.75 range. Because I'm kind of stingy, but this is good. <laughs> this is, I'm going to have to go get more of this. This is pretty good. <laughs> but yeah, nice, nice spooky season drink. Oh, yeah. Mine, because I knew what we're doing and mm-hmm. I matched it up, uh, is called Fear of Ghosts. Ooh, okay. It's by Stillwater Artisanal Brewing. Uh, I'm not sure I've had a Stillwater before, but I saw the name on it. And I'm like, fuck yeah, I got to get that. Hmm. Uh, I don't like sours much, but it's a smoked sour farmhouse wheat ale. That sounds interesting. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, yeah, it is good. It is I, as far as sours go. I mm-hmm. usually don't get them, but that's that's good. It's funky, like a nice Belgian farmhouse. It's got that little bit of smokiness. It's good. Nice. Huh. But Jody doesn't know what fear of ghosts has to do with this episode yet. <laughs> mm, no, because. He said, surprise me. And so I'm going to guess it doesn't have anything to do with um, the, the current Iron Maiden beer release. No, because, because that's probably what you would be having. That, that is what I would be having, but, the, <laughs> but, but that's yes. Yeah. You're, you're correct, but it's spooky season. Yes. And I have notes on the history and also which wood to use. When you create your own Ouija board. You mentioned that, but I did not know that's what we were doing. I know. (laughs) You wanted to be surprised. (laughs) (laughs) True. So so I've got later on a couple notes about our experiences with with Ouija boards. Uh Uh-huh. But I have some backstory first. Okay. And then history of the Ouija board and then that stuff. But of course, we all know Jody's going to interject when, whenever he wants. Yes. <laughs> like, like that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You ready for some backstory? Yes. Due to the horrors of the American Civil War, which left nearly two thirds of a million Americans dead and more than that wounded, there was a new two, focus. Two thirds of a million? Yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't that be. Um... 666,000? Well, it'd be 667,000, but it's only nearly, so it could be 666,000. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, so due to that, there's a new focus well, you, on... You know, you know how you round up to 667,000, right? Because because six hundred and sixty six thousand six hundred and sixty six would round up to that. It would. Yes. So double six 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 and put them together with a comma <laughs> with with a comma suture instead of the comma sutra. Ah, I see what you did there. <laughs> this okay, is I'm, why I'm... our short episodes are always long. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm, I'm done interrupting now. Oh, I, don't, I don't care. You're the one who wanted to make it quick. <laughs> I was just interrupting you to aggravate. <clears throat> there was a new focus. <laughs> there was a new focus on death 
in the afterlife in America due to all the dead and wounded from the Civil War. <laughs> yeah, I've heard Although about this, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The seeds for this began even sooner, though, with, for example, the Fox sisters, Maggie and Kate, about whom we could do an episode later if we want, sometime, maybe in the future, not this year, though, that I have. And President Lincoln's wife, Mary Todd Lincoln, also was into this. But there was even more focus from the Civil War and by the turn of the 20th century, which means going into the 1900s for people who can't subtract one. That's <laughs> <laughs> Not that you can't. Sometimes you don't. Yeah. Anyway, uh-huh. an estimated 8 million Americans were spiritualists. Perhaps another episode we could do. Yep. Uh, but in the system came the idea that the dead could speak to us. Hence, mediums and seances. Uh, as opposed to smalls and larges. And so <laughs> uh, Oh, yes. I, I, um, I briefly went. It wasn't necessarily a member, but briefly went to a spiritualist church. Is that the one I went to with you once? Yeah. It wasn't too long after that that I actually stopped. Well, actually, no, I think I kind of stopped going before you went that time. But I was thinking it was like a, a an after, you know, like we did, it was some evening that they they were they were doing some thing. I don't, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. That was that was sometime in high school, and I really don't remember much. <laughs> uh, but the general idea of this was from 19th century seances, due to the shorter lifespan, uh, life expectancies in the U.S., for example, in the early 1800s was 39 and a half, uh, bumped up to 41.7 in the mid 1800s, and by 1900 was 50.9. So that gives you an idea of sort of time spans because what now it's, you know, in the seventies or eighties. Yeah. Well, I think it's in the upper seventies. But uh, due to that and high infant mortality at the time, parlors were places to lay out the dead and they would do that in, in the house, in the parlor room in the house. Yes. So death was always near. So it's no wonder that spiritualism, including seances were popular. Mm hmm. In the 1880s, uh, more than likely 1886, newspaper stories began to appear that discussed the talking board phenomena that was going through Ohio, which for context was the 17th state to join the Union, and at the time, the most recent had been Colorado in 1876, before the two Dakotas joined in 1889. Ah. You know, just, just for some idea of this time period. Yes. Automatic writing which is uh, a, the talking board is a form of that was mentioned as far back as 1100 CE that's common era in mm-hmm. China with very specific rituals for its use because it was considered necromancy. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to avenge my brother. You have my ax says the dwarf. You have my bow says the elf and you have your brother says the necromancer. <laughs> yep Uh, two men would start reading about this and start making their own talking boards and these men were charles kennard and ec reich i'm assuming that's how you pronounce his name uh we'll kind of get to where he's from in a second and at that point you can correct me or not i i I can already guess and you're probably right Um, (laughs) I, i i thought their names would have been milton and bradley 
We'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> ah, so Kennard, K-E-N-N-A-R-D, was an American and a bit of a huckster businessman. Huckster being somebody who, who can sham people. Sham meaning Ooh. to con. And this he was a huckster businessman who would develop a secret fertilizer recipe that started well but then went bust because the fertilizer actually didn't work worth shit. You would have been better off using shit. Bazinga. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. No, yes, shit. <laughs> Next to his Chesterson Chester Town, Maryland office was the office of Prussian immigrant Reich, spelled R E I C H E. I don't know. <laughs> I, I looked it up and and I saw that, but also could have been Reich. But uh, my with the E at the end, it might be that. Honestly, don't know. So maybe I'll, I'll use her first names and then don't have to worry about it. Oh, okay. Anyway, so this Prussian immigrant was a furniture maker turned coffin maker turned undertaker because those things kind of gradually lead to one another yes uh, who who liked to tinker you know just general tinkering was he a gnome <laughs> hey artificer <laughs> okay <laughs> i don't know if you're going to make a joke about that or him not being on like he was general tinkering was he in the army so <laughs> <laughs> he charles yeah. gets ec to make boards but then leaves for Baltimore in 1890, continuing with his fertilizer, branches into real estate, and starts pitching his talking board to investors. Uh-huh. Yeah. See, I, I know where you're thinking. Let's go. Let's no. keep moving on. No, no, no. I'm not, not, not going not to say it. Uh, but he finally did find investors in Elijah Bond, an attorney who claimed his sister-in-law was a medium. And Colonel Washington Bowie, a uh, surveyor. Hmm. You sure it's not Bowie? Could be Bowie, but no idea if he's related to the Bowie who created the Bowie knife. Or which maybe related to David Bowie. Could be related to David Bowie, which is why it's Bowie. And even when I found out it was a Bowie knife, I saw it before I heard it for decades and always pronounced it a Bowie knife. <laughs> oh, I did too. Yeah. Still do because I can't help it. I, I still do because I don't care. Yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, just remember the Alamo. No comment. Well, he was there at the Alamo. And I, and I have recently watched a movie where there was a joke about the Alamo. <laughs> yes. Yes, we have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we'll get to that later. Yes. Not this episode. No. Uh, but anyway, uh, of course, Bond's sister was a ghost medium. We have no idea what her dress size was. Hmm. So on October 30th, 1890, ooh. Halloween Eve. <laughs> yes. Halloween ween. <laughs> Halloween Halloween. Yes. Uh, 1890, Canard Novelty Company was born. Bond's sister in law, Helen Peters. So I'm assuming the lawyer's wife's is his sister. It doesn't really say. Okay. Uh, they got, uh, she proved capable as a medium and got them a patent uh, with their fingers on the planchette, which we'll talk about soon. Uh -huh. the, the board spelled out the patent attorney's name, 
her not knowing it beforehand, which greatly impressed the patent attorney. Interesting. Although Bond, as a patent attorney himself, might have known what it was. (laughs) (laughs) And supposedly, it was she that also received the name of the board from the spirit world during its use, O-U-I-J-A, which means good luck, according to the spirits. Hmm. Not yes and yes in French and German, like people like to say now. So that whole yes, yes thing is no, no. I've never even heard that. I, I, I mean, I can see it now that you've said that. I, I can see the we and ya, yeah, but I've, I've never actually heard that. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I've heard, had all sorts of people tell me that. And they're wrong. Well, of course, because it's not yes and yes on the board. It's yes and no. Right. And, and right. <laughs> so, yeah. And, and I don't. Um, I, I never got that either. That does okay. (laughs) So anyway, the spirits told her how to do it and what its meaning was. Although uh, Peters was also wearing a necklace at the time, and there was a name on it. Um, Peters admired admired women's rights activist Oida, so it could have been a misreading of that by the spirits. The spirits could have misread her necklace and said Ouija, and still said it meant good luck. Uh, Wida, by the way, was a pseudonym of Maria Louise Ramey, an English novelist who lived from 1839 to 1908. Ah, okay, so she was still alive. Yes, at this time. And the U.S. Yes. patent number was 446054, issued February 10th, 1891. Hmm. Yeah, I know. Uh, woo, numbers. I was, yeah, I was, I was trying to come up with a way to work 666 into that again, but... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you don't have to try very hard. All we have to do is get a Ouija board out. (laughs) The first advertisements appeared in February 1891 uh, in Pittsburgh for Ouija, the wonderful talking board. And in New York for (laughs) interesting and mysterious as proven at patent office before it was allowed. The price? $1.50. What that is now? I'm not sure. I have a note in here that says I needed to check that, and I now don't have that. So maybe. But um, well, now it's no longer a dollar fifty. <laughs> that is correct, but I can tell you that a dollar fifty in 1913 is worth forty-one dollars and thirty-six cents now in 2021. But I bet a Ouija board doesn't cost that much. It doesn't. See. Just because inflation happens doesn't mean that prices don't also fall, depending on all sorts of things. Of course, they're probably not making them out of as quality of wood as they used to anyway. So, you know, cheaper wood and <laughs> cardboardish. <laughs> card, yeah, cardboardish and, and plastic planchette stuff. Pla- yeah. 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 So, uh, by the early 1890s, 2,000 boards were being sold a week, which is not to be sneezed at. Okay, I don't have to sneeze, so... I was, I was waiting to see if you had to sneeze at that. Uh, Canard had cashed out <laughs> early, leaving the Canard Novelty Company investor-slash-employee William Fould, F-U-L-D, Fold, Fould, yeah, whatever, who went on to make millions after cutting his brother Isaac out. The two huh. sides of the family wouldn't speak for nearly a century. 
uh, part of which was helped by one side having several of the women being nuns and wanting to both reconcile and be glad the family were out of business by then, although they would talk about it and use it at conferences, even with priests, although the priests would then make the sign of the cross when they get on the elevator with the nuns. As <laughs> <laughs> evidently, the Ouija board told William to build a large factory on Harford Avenue in Baltimore. And while overseeing the installation of a flag, an iron railing gave way and he fell from the top of the building, a broken rib, piercing his heart. Hmm. That wasn't very nice. It wasn't. Stupid rib. <laughs> just one. How much just for one rib through the heart? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. On his deathbed, he made his children vow to never sell the Ouija board out of the family. Decades later, though, they did to Parker Brothers, who, who actually own it. Ah, okay. So... No, but, but not, not Milton was, Bradley. No, that, that is still a good good connection though, earlier. Yeah. You know, and, and although Parker Brothers bought it after one brother kicked another brother out from the Fold Brothers, but that, that's okay. Yeah. And this is the board we can still buy and we have used. And uh, we'll get something else here in a second. Uh, so the Parker Brothers board you buy at, well, not Toys R Us anymore. Well, actually, though, they're opening up in Macy's again. Yep. Heard that. Uh, is the actual real and official Ouija board. This is the only board game of, you know, I don't think I'd consider it a game, but you know what I mean by, you know, you go buy it in the board game section. Yeah. It is the only thing suchly like that to outsell Monopoly on given years. Monopoly itself was invented in 1903 and only became a hit during the Great Depression. Yeah. Ouija was so popular that even Norman Rockwell painted it for the cover of 1920 Evening Post. Hmm. Police used it in 1920 trying to solve crimes, such as the case for New York City gambler Joseph Burton Elwell, whose murder was never solved. That sucks. It does. If you read about that, it's kind of interesting. I didn't want to get into it, but he's kind of a huckster as well. <laughs> And, and you've heard the recent Slenderman murder thing, right? Where the, the teenagers killed another teenager because Slenderman told them to? Um, I then knew they attacked one. I thought she survived. Uh, maybe she did. But yeah, that's, yeah, because, but, but yeah, you're right, though. I mean, I, I do remember they said Slenderman told them to. Yeah. But just like that, the Ouija board in 1930 told two women to murder another. In 1930, Clotilde Marchand was murdered by Lila Jimerson, who had been having an affair with Marshawn's husband, she used the Ouija board to convince Nancy Bowen that Clothhild was a witch who had killed Bowen's husband, so they killed the woman and were later convicted of manslaughter. Hmm. You sure it's not Bowen? <clears throat> Could be, but I don't think she created a <laughs> knife or died at the Alamo. <laughs> Bastard. <laughs> Uh, would be used uh, by writers such as Sylvia Plath as an automatic writing tool and went on to be a huge plot device in Hollywood, such as Linda Blair's character Regan in the 1973 film The Exorcist. Yes, yes. Eventually we'll do an episode on The Exorcist. <laughs> we, we will, where we'll talk about Captain Howdy, the demon who would possess her. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this and other such movies caused a panic within Christian communities, with Catholics especially saying it wasn't just a harmless board game. Uh, initially, though, most Protestant religions had no issue with the board like, like earlier on when it first came out and actually yeah. said it was okay to use on a Saturday night and go to church Sunday morning. 
really, really was the exorcist that ramped up anti Ouija sediment, 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 sediment. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like Jaws did with sharks. Oh, poor sharks. I know they're just, they just want to be hugged and petted. <laughs> and of course, it didn't help that the Church of Satan had also just recently started with Anton LaVey in 1966. Yes. And we talked about that in an episode or two. We have? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And my note here says, go back and listen to that episode, whichever one it was. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I don't remember. We've done so many at this point. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I could figure it out, but just listen to all of them. It's cool. Yeah. But I did just take a drink for going back to the oh. episode. Okay. Thanks for reminding me. Hey, you're welcome. Mm. Yeah, and the, the planchette so, so we'll talk about the planchette uh, here in a second but I will say well no maybe we should talk about it first so the planchette of course is that triangular sort of thing with the hole or the glass in the middle so when the participants put their hands their fingers just lightly on the planchette it actually starts to move around mm -hmm. and you know so you ask a question and the planchette moves to give you an answer or go to yes or no or whatever the hell yeah yeah um, supposed to either spell out a word or yeah or something yeah, yeah. goodbye numbers yeah all that stuff mm -hmm. um, so yeah oh, yeah, yeah, yeah that's right there are numbers yes woo zero through nine because you can use those to make any number you want that's right <laughs> thanks james we're glad that math degree is coming in handy <laughs> <laughs> Oh, here, I'll get to that because of my other notes going with some folklore coming up. But I will say that there have been studies on the planchette itself. And the planchette moves from the idiomotor effect, which is the influence of the subconscious mind on muscle movements. Very interesting. And, you know, they're trying to say that it's subconscious. It's not really supernatural. But what I have to say is, well, how do you know the fucking subconscious isn't being directly influenced by the supernatural, which moves the planchette? <laughs> Good point. Yeah. And the scientific articles about this are interesting. It appears that that effect is causing the movement, but nobody really knows how the subconscious is still doing that to cause actual, you know, words, like actual responses. Because if it's just the subconscious moving it around, you're still getting the idea of how to respond somewhere. Yeah. So again, <laughs> um, but that that's sort of that thing and, I, and i've got a couple more things first parts ouija folklore and part of this may be where jody has more to say if you hearken back to our 2019 episode on when we used the ouija board yep so here's another drink for another episode Damn it. <laughs> uh, according to ouija folklore you should you should always Treat the board with respect, of course. Never play alone. So when your partner freaks out and take his, takes his fingers off the planchette and you're sitting there on the floor with your fingers still on the planchette, <laughs> Jody, damn it, bastard. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, so never play alone. Always have somebody. And that means always have multiple people with your fingers on the planchette. Yes. Uh, never ask about God. Why? I, it didn't say. Just it just says never ask about God. I, I I don't know. I even tried to find that, but 
Interesting. Yeah. Now I'm curious. Me too. We should try that. No. <laughs> no. I want I want to watch somebody else do it. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, never ask when you're going to die. And I have my note here that says, whoops, James did this. <laughs> yeah, you know what's funny about that? You well, passed that age a while ago. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure what your definition of funny is. Let's not let's not uh tempt fate. <laughs> Uh, and, and of course, you know, the, whether it's lying or not, whether it's demons or ghosts or not, that you're talking to, you know, the spirits of the undead, which is why I am drinking fear of ghosts, because after Jody and I used that board, I swear I was haunted for months. Damn it. Really? But again, listen to that episode, October 2019. <laughs> uh, the, the first Ouija boards were supposedly made out of the wood of coffins although i have a note that's what i found on the folklore i have my note says perhaps talking boards were but the ouija boards were not the guy who started making them was a coffin maker but there's no indication that he used old coffin i mean if he used the same wood that he used to make coffins it's not coffin wood it's the wood that made coffins and then the board it's not wood from a coffin right excuse me because i'm coughing Stay away from the pretzels. I'm not choking. <laughs> <laughs> and supposedly a Ouija board will scream if burned, and those that hear the scream will have only 36 hours or less to live. Really? I have no inclination to burn a Ouija board and find out. I'm thinking, well, I say I could have asked this of somebody in the family but I'm not entirely sure that their memory is good enough that I would have gotten the stories that they would have given me the straight story that they told <laughs> me a long time ago. Um, I, I, I want to say that I, I, I was told years ago that my great grandmother had a board used it alone <laughs> until somebody told her that it was the devil she was talking to. So she asked it that and it said, yes. And she disposed of it. And I thought they said she burned it, but maybe not. Maybe she just threw it out. Or maybe she was a holy enough woman that she managed to get away with it. You said, what, 36 hours? Yes. Yeah. My my understanding is it was like years before I was born that that happened. So, and I think she was, if it's the one I'm thinking of, she was still alive when I was born. (laughs) So obviously lasted longer than 36 hours. Uh, Yeah. Well, you know, you know what they say about folklore. Most of it's awesome. Some of it's made up bullshit by people who just want to be cool. (laughs) Uh, So I'm going to go on to our special edition for Ouija stuff that isn't seen in most Ouija things. But did you did you have anything about the Ouija board itself that Um, you not touched on? No, I I mean, I didn't know if you were going to talk about any more movies or anything. Uh, not a fan. I mean, I know there are actual Ouija movies, yeah. but I've not seen them. I, I, I think the well, I, I was just going to mention, I think the first one I saw, um, well, I, I guess, yeah, the exorcist would have been the actual first one I saw where one was used, but the other one that, that always comes to mind is Witchboard that starred, uh, Tawny Katane. I've never seen that. That one freaked me the hell out. <laughs> 
the exorcist did too the first time i watched it but i you know i've, I've watched it several times since and I, i'm not as freaked out by the exorcist now but yeah Witchboard, i never did watch again i probably could now and be okay with it but yeah it probably didn't help that i was the only person home watching it no probably not and and i was still not much into horror movies at the time because some of them did still freak me out and that one yeah that one kind of messed with me for a bit <laughs> i understand yeah i know i i off the top of my head i can't think of any others all right so here we go our special edition okay to the ouija board folklore yes you want to make your own well i know you don't i'm just saying that as a <laughs> throwing that out there I, i've seen somebody do it <laughs> all right if you use if you build your own you should use the wood from the upas tree the what upas u-p-a-s tree u-p-a-s okay yeah the, the reason i actually did this episode was because so so i did all this research in the ouija boards because of this one thing and nowhere nowhere when i researched and looked up uh, how to build one, what to build, anything. They, they don't talk about what type of wood to use. They don't talk about the material for the planchette or anything. But I discovered this in a throwaway line, sort of a one or two sentences in a book about the blues and selling your soul to the devil and African hoodoo and everything, where they spelled it upas tree with a Y, U-P-A-S. And uh -huh. so that's the tree you want to use to make a Ouija board out of. Huh. Yep. Folklore says the tree exhales a poisonous aroma that causes death, uh, although this isn't true. It, this comes from the poisonous gases from an extinct volcano, uh, still had gases around, uh, near such a grove of trees. But the tree does secrete a poisonous juice. As long as you're not overusing it, it's probably not going to do anything. It actually treats heart issues. Uh, it's a cardiac glycoside. Uh, but the, the poison's been used in many cultures on arrows and darts. For example, the Chinese call it seven up, eight down, nine death for the number of steps. Uh, seven if you're going uphill, eight if you're going down, or nine if you're level that you can take before you die. So there you go. An official Ouija board extra special from the terrors. Yay! Because we branch out. We read all sorts of stupid shit. <laughs> yep it's kind of a, so we we actually kind of have a theme for this spooky season like we do every year which is a uh -huh. loose theme because <laughs> what I, we did, I see what you did there <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> I caught that reference uh, yeah <laughs> uh, but yeah if, if if you're wondering how this matches up we're, we're kind of doing this year on lucifer the devil yes and, and, and we've done an episode on him already, but <laughs> we, we did before we decided upon this theme where that would have worked really well. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, not even uh, not too many months ago, we talked about the differences between the devil, Satan and Lucifer. Yes. And in doing research for some of the stuff we're, we're going to be doing, I, I found something really interesting. And I texted James and I said, hey, this is really cool. And he said, yeah, we talked about that in that episode on the devil. I went, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but then you found other stuff oh i did yeah <laughs> well i kind of decided to change focus on what i was going to talk about anyways <laughs> <laughs> but it was mostly fuck i forgot <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Uh, it happens. Happens to us all. Yes. As we talk about Lucifer and or the devil or whatever, mostly one. But we, you know, every time we do it together, old Scratch always seems to come talk to us. But we'll get to more of Jody's point on that maybe when we get to a different episode in the spooky season. Yeah. Mwahahaha. <laughs> all right, but that's what I have on this episode. Oh, well. I, that's all I got because I didn't have any notes because I didn't know what we were doing. <laughs> Surprise. But I'm okay with that. So's Lucifer. It's going to have to be. <laughs> uh, we hope. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, hope you enjoy the spooky season coming up. We'll have extra stuff like usual. Yep. So make sure to share us with friends and family and Facebook and Spotify and Amazon and iTunes and Twitter. And... Yeah, we're actually on Amazon now. Really? Yeah, you can get us on Amazon podcasts. Cool. We're getting out there. We are. Just like an STD. <laughs> on that pox ridden note. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you all enjoy this. And I'm James. I'm Jody. And we'll talk to y'all later. Bye. The Macabre Manor is brought to you by the Twin Terrors. All rights reserved. Stay tuned for some fun outtakes. Would, would you like to pick or do you want me to flip a coin and then it'll be surprise if it's the one you know or actual surprise so you get a surprise either way? Uh, flip a coin. All right. I've got my little thing right here. Um, Not that coin. All right. <laughs> Here we go, this coin then, whether you like it okay. or not. <laughs> so instead of using the, oh, where the fuck's the year on? Oh, it must be the, okay, yeah, 2004. Ooh, I'm using the 1984. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't tell George Orwell you're using that coin. I, I will not. Okay. Because I don't want a rat cage <laughs> to my face. <laughs> Jody actually does interruption interjections. Intermittently. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs>